and let Spencer do his trick Cause you're incapable M's So before I set off on another ill-conceived ramble, I just want to share a couple of messages I received. Hey, Spencer, Jason here. Just listened to episode 109, I think. Newest one. And yeah, it's good to hear you back on the air. Sorry I didn't call you. I let you down there. Um, If you want to join that Barbarians of the Ruined Earth game, let me know. I don't know that you're a member of the discord is going to be played on but we can we can get you an invite that's not a problem but yeah it looks to be a a fun game i I have some ideas i'm gonna you know use for the setting and stuff but yeah anyhow it's good like i said it's good to hear you back on the air glad you've been able to get some games in i'm jealous you got to play test barney's game i bet you that'll be a winner and yep so i'll talk to you later Jason, 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 it's not your responsibility to call in to my show. Um, I really appreciate that message, obviously, but it sounds like what you need to do is get some more sleep. Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast there. Now, the Barbarians of the Ruined Earth game. Um, I'm not sure how I'm going to squeeze it in just yet, but we'll see what we can do. It's certainly something that I think is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Yes, I have been getting in a lot of games recently, although it doesn't actually feel like it because I've spent the last five days away in a caravan, a.k.a. trailer, with my in-laws on the coast. And it wasn't quite as bad as I may have made out on Facebook. I didn't have any phone signal, Wi-Fi was intermittent, so I really feel that I've been out of the loop recently. So yeah, it's good to be back to glorious sunshine after five days of grey cloud, gale force winds and intermittent rain. Spencer, it's Evil Jeff. Just listening to the uh, podcast catching up and you, was it number 108 when you're going on about uh, the cartoons and the person or someone whatever that V word I can't say it right now I'm tired and he brought up the wonderful Warner Brothers cartoon Duck Amuck where Daffy Duck gets tortured immensely by his animator which ends up being Bugs Bunny but let's not forget Rabbit Rampage where Bugs Bunny gets his own comeuppance this time at the hands of Elmer Fudd. Though, Duck Amuck is the better one. I do believe it actually won an award at some point, whereas Rap Rampage never did. Check you later. Evil Jeff of Minions and Musings. <laughs> um, thanks for that, Evil Jeff. I had not forgotten about Rabbit Rampage. As you say, it's not up there with Duck Amuck. Yes, I believe Duckamuck did win some awards. I know that in 1994, it was ranked number two in the 50 greatest cartoons of all time, losing out the number one spot to another great 
Chuck Jones classic, What's Opera Doc? Now, Evil Jeff was a fellow projectionist, and one of the things that got me into being a projectionist was my love of Looney Tunes. Not long after leaving school, I was struggling to find work, and a Warner Brothers cinema opened up at the local mall. I went in there, and back then, I believe it was... 1991. They were still adding Looney Tunes shorts to the beginnings of the features, which was fantastic. And to be able to get up there in that projection booth and just just be running those cartoon reels through my cotton glove hands, well, that was just a pure joy for me. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for... Uh, Helping bring that memory to mind. Thank you. Thank you very much, Evil Jeff. Hello. So, what are we doing here? Um, This is episode 110. And basically, I just had a lot of things come to mind when I was listening to the Purple Worm podcast this week, the episode being Indie and OSR RPGs, where Dave Aldridge expresses his undying love for Ron Edwards. Um, but but he, uh, he breaks down indie games by looking at Ron Edwards' Sorcerer, uh, the 2001 version, where he talks about design philosophy and the idea that indie games are games that are designed to tell a particular type of story, suggesting that indie games have a particular interest in the more narrativist style of gaming that addressing something perceived as being absent or uh, not being pushed to the forefront in RPGs. So this design philosophy, the idea that you should choose a rule system that supports or promotes the kind of game that you want to play, which, you know, sounds logical. But he breaks it down into three types of approaches to design and if you're going to create a game then you should be focusing on one of these game types these three types are the the gamist approach which is essentially balanced fair rules simulationist creating a realistic world this very similitude there's that word again and the, th- the third one being the narrativist approach, the idea of telling a particular type of story or um, trying to recreate a particular genre, a style of f- fiction. Now, uh, contrary to what I believe Edwards is suggesting, Dave believes that these are not mutually exclusive. Now, at this stage, 
I guess I was still thinking about Che Webster's Roleplay Rescue episode on why do we play? What kind of players are we? Forgetting almost immediately that Dave here is talking about game design principles. And I was thinking to myself, well, where do I... I don't find myself fitting into any of those categories as a player. What Dave does, which strikes me as extremely clever and kind of helped some other thoughts I've had fall into place, describing old school D&D as a genre. And, and he lists what he refers to as indie OSR games, like Maze Rats, Nave, and uh, Into the Odd, as being games which seek to recreate the old D&D style of play as a genre. So, essentially, narrativist games, which certainly goes some way to explaining why certain rule sets claim to be OSR, adopted by some as being OSR, yet they are not clones. They have little resembling the original game that they're trying to emulate. Uh, and, that, and that's because the, the recognisability, I guess, of those rules is less important than the game it gives rise to feeling like old school D&D. Yeah, I thought that he really put that across nicely, probably better than I've just done. So, uh, yeah, go and listen to that instead. But this kind of tied in with a few other things, which is why I'm regurgitating it here. Because again, it got me thinking about this other world immersion, which is something that really interested me. And it's something that um, I would like to try and experience. But then there was another podcast that I listened to this week, Safer Fantasy Crafting, RPGs are a Frankenstein's monster. A mashup of war games, board games, and fiction. There are parallels with the gamist, narrativist, simulationist. I do like that idea that RPGs are an abstraction of wargaming, an abstraction of board gaming, an abstraction of art, having lesser aspects of all those things, yet combined, they are greater than the sum of their parts. Perhaps because it plays into our ability to create, to shift focus to um, experience the same kind of thing on so many different levels. Safer talks very eloquently about the experience of playing in a game and this idea of enjoying rolling dice, tactical combat, but, and then also immersing yourself in a character and this kind of turned on a light for me in the sense that 
I don't know whether immersion is something you should be striving for as much as I'm really taken by this idea of having a game being as immersive as possible and doing everything you can to avoid breaking that sense of immersion. Is that such a problem? You know, we're quite sophisticated creatures and when we're playing, we can kind of zoom in and out on what's going on, changing perspectives, the scale of what's occurring at moments. We are the character and we are there experiencing the sights, the smells, the sensations. We can come out of that and then we can go back into it. It seems to me this other world immersion, rather than it being something that we're striving for, something that you're trying to achieve, it's something that occurs as the result of engaging this idea of flow, this idea of being swept up in what we're doing. Now, I haven't gone back and listened to the episode, so it may have been Safer that was talking about this idea of flow, the idea of losing yourself in an activity. You know, rather than being somebody trying to do something, you are the thing that's being done, if that makes any sense. <laughs> Almost like a meditative state. Becoming one with the act of what you're doing. It's not a conscious process. It's a pure act of being. I assure you, I haven't been smoking jazz cigarettes. It feels like uh, I really had something to say. Now I feel that I've kind of just regurgitated some other people's ideas and, um, well, created a whole Frankenstein's monster of my own. Unfortunately, I'm struggling to bring this one to life, I fear. But I just found it interesting that all these things were kind of feeding into each other. The design philosophy, what we're looking for in a game, the idea of otherworld immersion, and the idea of shifting into different states of play states of being if you like it's something that very much struck me when i was doing the combat sessions of sword and scoundrel very granular combat everything is broken down into every pack and slash of the blade every parry every dodge how much energy you're putting into movements but despite it being broken down like that and obviously taking a little longer than uh, combat in many games I was very much there doing it I could see this combat taking place in great detail in a way where swifter more abstract combat might keep the game flowing, yet perhaps will also have an air 
of hand waviness about it. And again, I feel that I'm in the midst of a half-finished thought or realisation. But um, I don't know. I wonder if that's making any sense to you at all. Now, listening back to that, I noticed that I said Safer from Safer Fantasy Crafting was talking about flow. But I've got a feeling that Liren from Updates from the Middle of Nowhere might have been speaking about it. And then again, it may have been from a podcast that had nothing to do with gaming at all. So let's just have one last attempt at trying to bring this all together. I guess what I'm left with are a few questions. That, you know, that otherworldly immersion, is it possible to prolong that? Is immersion only ever fleeting? Does it make sense to strive for it? Or is it simply just the result of being fully engaged Or is what makes RPGs so unique our ability to shift scale, focus and perspective? If RPGs are made up of these three things that don't quite fit together, the missing cohesive ingredient there is us. Well, that's about enough from me, I think. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you so much for your calls. If you want to leave me a message, please contact me via the anchor link in the description. You can always email me or leave me an audio message at spencer.freeforall at gmail.com. There's a Facebook page for Keep Off the Borderlands. You can find me on Twitter and MeWe on the Audio Dungeon Discord and various other places on Discord as Free Thrall. I'd also like to thank TJ Drennan for the wonderful music he provides. And it just remains for me to say, take it away, TJ. Welcome to RPG A Day 2020.